Thank you, Miss Karen, and everybody serving us today. Amen. Thank you. Let's go to the Word. Get ready for your head to spin. I even asked a pastor's wife this morning. I said, have you ever heard a message from this particular passage of Scripture? Anybody preach it? She said, absolutely not. She said, I've done it in Bible study, but I've never heard somebody do it in front of people. And you'll see why in a minute. Okay? It's a crazy passage, difficult passage in the Word of God, and you'll see why I'm doing it today. It's because Jesus told me to. He didn't tell me to while I was sleeping. He said it in the Bible. Okay? And so we're going to look at this passage of Scripture. This is our last message today on our, in, our Last Days, Best Days series. It's been about 13 weeks, believe it or not. And it's been a great series. When we started the series, the world was not at war. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And a lot's happened in 13 weeks on our planet. Y'all hear me or not? Now you turn on the TV, you're hearing people say nuclear holocaust. You heard that lately? You heard uh, World War III? How many times did you hear that this week? If you don't want to hear it, don't turn on the TV because that's what they're talking about. I mean, or am I saying that's going to happen? I certainly hope not. I do know this. Uh, we live at a time where we've never been to a place like this before, where there's the capability and advanced capability now to destroy our planet. Okay, I'm not talking about fossil fuels. I'm talking about nuclear weapons. And we've got people that in leadership in our country and around the world, there's a real lack of leadership. And that's just the truth, whether you like it or not. And the world's ready for somebody to come on the scene and solve a lot of the world's problems. The Bible talks about somebody like that in the last days called the Antichrist. It's not stuff I'm making up. It's in the Bible. I know it sounds weird, Clark, crazy, spaceship stuff. No, Bible stuff. If you'd have been with me for 13 weeks, you can go back and check it if you want to. Check scriptures on me. Check them. Good. I don't have it all perfect for sure. But I know one thing. Most of what we say is right straight out of the Bible. Amen? And so is today. Now, today is a Lulu. Now, that's what we say in the country. <laughs> if somebody's like, whoa, that's a Lulu right there. So get ready. If it's your first time studying with me, I'll use this big screen. Lord, Lord thank you for this big screen today because I'm going to need it. Amen? We're in a message from Daniel. It's going to be Daniel's 70 weeks prophecy that he gave. And uh, let's just do a quick check. Be honest with me. Don't lie. You're in church. How many have never heard a message at all on Daniel? I ain't talking about Daniel in the lion's den. I ain't talking about that. Daniel's 70-week prophecy. How many have heard something on Daniel's 70-week prophecy? A few of you. Okay. How many have not heard anything on Daniel's 70-week Let's go back to you that have heard some on Daniel Week's prophet, 70 Weeks. Are you good enough to stand up here and talk about it? Let me see some hands. Just in case I can turn this over to you in just a minute. Let's go to the Word. Amen? Let's go to the Word this morning. How many of the uh, Burns boys do I have in church today? How many Burns boys? Four Burns, three Burns boys? How many Burns boys is there? What happened to the last one? He's a He's a bum. Is he a bum in my right? What's his name? John? You're a bum, okay? At college, making excuses. Amen. It's good to have this family visiting in. Amen. Appreciate you guys always coming down from uh, Indiana and now we're Minnesota? Wisconsin. But are you a Vikings fan? Hush your mouth. <laughs> Shut up, okay? Be quiet. Let's go to the Word. Are y'all ready? Let's go. Here we go. 
God knows the future. That's what I've titled today's message. Instead of Daniel 70 weeks. And you might wonder, Clark, why am I preaching? Why are you preaching this message today? Well, I haven't talked about one part of the last days, and that's the Great Tribulation period. The Bible, how many have ever heard that before in the Bible? The Great Tribulation period. There you go. Bible talks about that. So it's appropriate and fitting that we talk a little bit about that in this last message. But also, I want to look at Daniel's 70-week prophecy because, believe it or not, I believe it also talks about Palm Sunday and the crucifixion of Christ in a prophecy that was about 550, 600 years before the time of Christ. Wouldn't it be interesting if we could find that? And open that up today. Well, let's see if we can't find it today. So God knows the future. Would you say that with me? God knows the future. Boy, don't we want to know that today, yes or no, in the world we live in? Look at our world today. Way to go, Disney. We thought you were about children. We, we forgot your number one numero uno agenda seems to be transgendering. And What are you doing? What's next? Yes or no? What's next in our world? Are y'all hearing me or not? Did I offend you already? Good. What is next? Putting an X on a passport. What are you talking about? What's well, all anti God's word? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, etc. He made man his own image, and he made woman out of man. And they were called. Guess what? Let's take a wild guess. What were they called? Male and... So this is anti-God's Word. It's anti-sense. And I say stuff like that, and we're on Facebook, and very well, if somebody's watching us right now, they'll just take me off. But what I just said is the truth. Y'all understand that? But look at our world. Look at our world, man. It's just crazy. I mean, what's next? I mean, what is next? Who knows? So I, I believe... We live in a crazy time, man, and we need to know and we need to have some confidence that God knows the future. Okay, now God's not the author of sin. He doesn't commit sin. He is holy, 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 and we ain't, ain't, ain't. And that's why the mess in the world is like it is, is, is. Got it, got it, got it? But God knows the future, and you need to put your trust in Him. And as Jesus gave us Matthew 24 and 25, that was his longest answer to any question in the Bible. It was, it was on the end of the world and when are you coming again? He said, say it with me in chapter 24, verse 35. Say it with me. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Now, buddy, that's a strong statement. Because he said quite a few things. And... Uh, he even is the one in this passage that tells us in this passage of end-time events to go to Daniel. And so we're going to do that today. Let's, let's push it, though, Rod. Here we go. We're off and running. So before Jesus went to the cross, his disciples didn't understand exactly what was going on at all. They were hoping he would come and destroy the Roman Empire, the Roman rule, and would establish his kingdom on earth, etc. But they had it wrong. He would come and die, a ransom for you and me. You understand? And so he told them, guys, <laughs> it's needful that I go away. It's needful that what's going to happen, the cross and all this is going to happen, you're going to die, be Peter. Who, me? Yeah, you. 
And every disciple forsook him and fled. It was needful that I do this so you can have everlasting life. And so they didn't understand. And they asked him some questions right before the end was near. So why did they want to know the future? Well, they're no different from you and I. If you're going away, Lord, if we, you know, we're confused. What's happening, man? And so they get along and they ask him some tough questions. When they had their chance, they asked him this. They said, when is the temple going to be destroyed? They asked him that question. By the way, the temple was destroyed in A.D. 70 by Titus. Ask Google after church. It happened. Okay? Then they asked this question, what will be the signs of your coming? In this series of 13 weeks, I've given several messages on the signs of Jesus' coming. I got two of them for sure that we did. You can go back and look. They're not my signs. They're his signs. Okay? And all the signs that we saw are taking place or have taken place. We are living. We, this generation has lived to see these signs come to pass. And it's not hard for me to preach it. This isn't off-the-wall kooky stuff. It was just normal stuff we've seen come to pass. And then they ask him this question. What will be the signs of the end of the world? The end of the world. This is tough preaching, isn't it? It's crazy. I mean, you're crazy. I mean, you come to Fellowship Church. I thought y'all loved Jesus, loved people. You're talking like a crazy man. Well, if Jesus said it, why can't I say it? Say, yeah, but you're not spot. Why? Why? If we're a church that loves Jesus Christ and loves people, why would we not love his word? Amen. Even if I don't understand it, can I try? Say. So they ask him these questions, and that's what we've been talking about over the last several weeks. And we're not going to retalk it again. Now, Jesus also, in these last days' scriptures, he points to a time of great deception. We talked about the Antichrist, remember? The spirit of Antichrist, the deception. Are people deceived today, yes or no? It's crazy. Let's just ask a question. Have you ever seen a time in your whole lifetime where people are so deceived as today? Yes or no? That's, that's the majority. That's, it's just crazy. There'll be distress. Is there distress in our world? There'll be dissension and wars. Last days. There'll be destruction in the last days. Jesus talks about this in his answer to his disciples, but it's also in the Old Testament. It's also in the book of Revelation. We also gave a message. Do you remember the message on the fig tree? I gave a little parable of the fig tree. And that, that message on the fig tree represented the nation of, of Israel. And there are a couple of different views on that, but the only view that works is the last view. And we saw Israel reestablished in the land in your lifetime. In many of your lifetimes, you saw Israel become a nation again in your lifetime. Jesus said the generation that sees this come to pass, that sees these things, these signs and that parable, etc., when we see that generation will not pass away before all these things will be fulfilled. Does that mean he'll come in our lifetime, your lifetime? I'm not sure, but I know this. I know this. From about 1950, we've seen incredible things happen. And it's, it's like a woman having a baby. The baby's coming. It just feels that way to me. Y'all hear me or not? Say. Okay? Not trying to give a message of doom and gloom. Just trying to tell the truth. God knows the future. You hear me? So, 
He says, know that when you see all these things happen, know that the end is near, even at the what? At the door. So, let's keep pushing it now. He followed Matthew 24, 35. Say it with me one more time with this scripture. Say it with me. It's really important that you know it. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Okay? So if your word won't pass away, then I really need to look at this and see what you said. There is coming a time of great anguish for everyone present on planet earth. And especially for the who. Have the Jewish people been accustomed to a lot of suffering? And even some of you are old enough. We've got some older people in this church. You've seen some of the Jewish suffering even in your lifetime. Many of you are young, but you saw it. There's coming a time of great suffering. And that's what the great tribulation period talks about. And there's a lot of scripture on it. So, in the Bible, this is called... This time of great suffering in the last days. Say it with me. It's called the what? That's the most often thing this period is called. And you might say, Clark, this sounds kooky, man. And if I was sitting there like you, I'd say the same thing. What do you mean the day of the Lord? What do you mean tribulation? What do you mean distress and, and, and pain and suffering and anguish in the last days? Where is that in the Bible? I'm glad you ask. It's right there. Does that look like I'm cherry-picking scriptures? That's just, it's called the day of the Lord in those scriptures, but it's also called this, pop it up, the day of God's vengeance. This last time event that's coming, the tribulation period, it's also called the time of Jacob's trouble. It's called the, uh uh-oh, there it is. It's called Daniel's 70th week. What? What is that? Well, before we leave, you're going to know. It's called the great day of His wrath. It's called the end of the world. Who said that? Jesus did. It's called the indignation. It's called a time of trouble such as there never was. That's pretty definitive, isn't it? It's called, there's the one we've heard before, isn't it? It's called the what? The tribulation. How many have ever heard that? Raise your hand again, the tribulation. Okay? Not me making it up. I grew up in Rockingham. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't know stuff. I didn't read the Bible. I didn't know. But this is what Jesus called it. The tribulation. Look at Matthew 24, just to get a couple of scriptures. Then shall, for then shall be great what? Tribulation, such as not was since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. That's what Jesus said. When he was answering his disciples' question. Another verse, immediately after the what? Tribulation. Those days shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give her light. The stars shall fall from heaven, the powers of earth of the heavens shall be shaken. I'll just look at that verse, and it's just me talking, giving my opinion. How would you describe a nuclear holocaust? How would you describe such a thing if you were writing something 2,000 years ago? Look at that verse. The sun will be darkened. The moon shall not give her light. The stars shall fall from heaven. The powers of heaven shall be shaken. I don't know what it is, but it seems fitting for some kind of end-of-the-world catastrophe. And could it happen? Could it happen, yes or no? 
Is that true or am I lying? Are we scared right now that we don't push Putin too far? Is that true or false? Were they hoping sanctions would work, yes or no? And now they're saying, we knew they would never work. That's not what y'all told us. Yes or no? It's a lot of fear today. A lot of mess. What does Ukraine have to do with us? Well, the Ukraine over there might not have a whole lot to do with you, unless he's a madman like everybody says he is, and he fires on the United States. Y'all hear me or not? Am I saying that's going to happen? I certainly hope not. Don't know. Hope not. But I know we sure have a lack of leadership in our world today. I don't know how you feel. I'm at the place in my life right now in my world that I think about anything could happen these days. That's sad. So we're talking about end times. We're talking about the tribulation. The word tribulation comes from the Latin word tribulum, which you know I'm not a Latin scholar which is described as a tool which is used to separate the husk from corn. What does that mean? Well, the tribulation period will be a time on this earth of separating things through great what? Pain and anger. We just gave two messages on Mystery Babylon. Those were sort of crazy too, weren't they? But that was God, a lot, I believe personally, and His judgment coming out on the church or on religion in the last days. That was pretty, pretty rough stuff, wasn't it? And then the tribulation will follow or be part of that. So back to where we're headed. Is your head spinning yet? I hope not because that was the easy part. You okay? How you doing? You okay right there? All righty. God knows the future. Say that with me. God. He knows the future. (laughs) Now your crazy TV preachers don't. It's hilarious. These preachers will get up. I prophesy. They're all trying to be Daniel. Daniel was a man of integrity. Daniel didn't ask to be a prophet. He didn't ask to prophesy. But we're fixing to see what happened to Daniel. And you might say, Clark, I thought you were with Jesus in the book of Matthew. I am. I'm just going somewhere. But I'm following his direction. Back in Matthew... Jesus speaking to his disciples. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, I know that's rough, spoken by who? Who? Ha-ha! The prophet. When you see the abomination of desolation that was spoken of by Daniel the prophet, when you see him stand in the holy place, whoso reads, let him what? Say that last part with me. Whoso. Now, if Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, they ask him, when's the, you know, this is going to happen. When's the end of the world going to be? And he, then he says something about Daniel. And he says, basically, when you read that, you need to understand that. Did that, that a good clue for us to go look there? Yes or no? So let's go look there. I'm not saying we're going to figure it out. Let's go look there. I want you to look at one of the most amazing, most important, and most profound prophecies in the entire Word of God. And that's happening where? Today at the Fellowship Church in Inglewood, Florida. 
And I got pastors. Pastors, please don't look at me when I'm doing this. Okay? I'm not smart enough to do this, but I'm going to take a stab at it. You ready? Jesus said, he said it, I didn't say it. What did he say? One of my things that I have going for me as a pastor, as a speaker, is I try to keep the cookies on the bottom shelf. One of the number one things people tell me is that since I've been coming to fellowship, I just understand the Bible more. Well, that's good. That's what we want to do, right? So that's what I'm going to try to do with this passage. One of the most profound, misunderstood, goofy things in all the Bible. And right now, we're fixing to try. Y'all ready? And it talks about end-time events. But wait a minute, it talks about something other than that. And we're going to see what that is. It's known as, say it with me, the prophecy of 70 weeks. Now, I didn't make that up. Can you see me making this up? That's hilarious. It's Daniel's prophecy of how many weeks. Don't go to sleep on me. You just might like this. So what about this prophecy? Well, let's look at a little history. Daniel. How many ever heard Daniel? You ever heard Daniel? Okay, there you go. Daniel was living in Babylon around 550 years before Christ. Got it? He was a former Jewish captive. If you read the book of Daniel, you catch that pretty quick. He had been reading Jeremiah's prophecy, which predicted that after 70 years of captivity, the Jews would be allowed to return to Jerusalem. So he was reading this prophecy. Let's go to Daniel. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, say it with me, I, Daniel, keep reading, understood by books, keep going, the number of the, emphasis on the number of the, the number of the, good. Whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. This is the word of God, by the way, I'm reading. I set my face unto the Lord, God, to seek my prayer and supplications. I, I was fasting. I was in sackcloth and ashes. I was repenting. I was, I was on my face before the Lord. This is Daniel talking. So during this time, Daniel's praying and reading about... And his, his heart longs. He's been a captive. He, the nation of Israel is destroyed. The walls are broken down. And his, his heart's broken. And so he repents himself. And during this prayer, something happened. Verse 19. We're getting somewhere. Oh, Lord, hear, oh, Lord, forgive. Oh, Lord. You ever prayed a prayer like that? Hearken and do. Defer not. For your own sake, oh my God, for the city, for the people that are called by your name. He's crying out for his people, for Israel, for Jerusalem. And while I was speaking, say that with me, while I was what? And I was praying, and I was doing what? My sin, and the sin of my people Israel. And I was presenting my supplication before the Lord my God, for the holy mountain of my God, Jerusalem. While I was speaking in prayer, hang on, hold the phone. 
even the man. Have we ever heard of him before? Now, I believe he came to Mary, Joseph. Y'all hear me or not? This isn't like some... See, God doesn't change team members. He's eternal. He knows the future. Are you telling me 550 years before Christ, Gabriel comes to Daniel? Whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touch me about the time of the evening oblation, and he informed me. And by the way, this is not a televangelist. This is Daniel the prophet. This is a man of God. You can't read the book of Daniel and walk away from the book of Daniel yet seeing a man of incredible integrity and honor. And God chose to speak through this man and to show him things. So he informed me and he talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, who's talking to him? I am now come forth to give you what? Skill and... Are you all ready? We're about two-thirds there. Hang on. Don't look at your phone or your watch. If you do, I'm going to drag you up here. Let you finish. Here we go. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show you. For thou art greatly beloved, Daniel. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Let's review real quick. Jesus talking about last days, end of the world. He said, when you see the abomination of desolations happen, that was mentioned in the book of Daniel, he said, you need to go and you need to, you need to read that and understand that. Did he say that? That's where we are right now. So are you ready to understand what was about to be said? Yes or no? Yes? I'm not an expert at this. We'll do our best. And if you want to find fault, I'm sure you can. Have at it. Spell my name right. Two R's. But at least you can say, he tried. The vision. He saw a vision given to him by God where the angel Gabriel appeared to him. So here we go. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Now that's a lot of stuff. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, say it with me, shall be seven weeks... And threescore and two weeks, the street shall be built again, and the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. Don't forget that. But not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall, call, that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. I know this is a lot. We're going to break it down. It's not going to take all day. Here we go. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. 
And in the middle of that week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even unto the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. I know those are hard words. So, Clark, can you handle it? Can you help me understand what was just said? Because Jesus said we need to go and read this prophecy. It's the prophecy of 70 weeks. Say that with me. It's the prophecy of what? It has to do with God's calendar. It has to do with the future. And it has to do with the end of the world. So 70 weeks are determined. I'm going to try to break it down, and we're going to do some math. What is meant by this prophecy of 70 weeks? Are you all right so far or not? I hope you feel sorry for me. No, I actually love doing this. I don't mind this at all. What does 70 weeks mean? The literal translation, say it with me, is 70. Uh, how you know? How many days are in a week? So 70 sevens. Are we good on that? Good. Seven of what? Seventy-seven. Seven of what? Well, we got a clue already, and you already said it. You already said it. In the first year of the reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the hmm. years. So seven speaks of what? So seventy times seven years. You understand? A week represents years. Okay? What does that mean, Clark? A week is seven years. That don't sound right. Well, look at this. Maybe this makes sense to you. A century is what? And a score is what? Ask Abraham Lincoln. He said it. A decade is how many? And a week, help me, equals what? It's not that hard to understand if you understand it with the way I just, talk, just told you. Is that clear? You need to know that as we look, go further here. So what would Daniel's, when would Daniel's 70 weeks begin? So there's 70 times 7 years in this prophecy. There's 70 times 7 years in this prophecy. It appears that's what we're seeing. Let's keep looking. Well, it begins with the command to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and that's what he was heartbroken over. This event is revealed in Nehemiah chapter 1 in the 20th year of Artaxerxes. This actually happened. It came to pass. Are y'all hearing me or not? That's just the Bible. You don't believe the Bible, do you? I absolutely believe the Bible. I believe God created the heavens and the earth, just like he said. What do you believe? Big bang? How's that working for you? Doesn't work in anything else. You've just, you just are a nut. But they'll make us feel like a nut for me saying such a thing. I, don't, I could care less what they say. My stuff makes a whole lot more sense than their stuff. I'll tell you that right now. And plus, mine's the Word of God. So, when would this start? Well, many experts say it with me. As well as being listed in what? Is that the Bible? That ain't the Bible. They said this date is March 14, 445 B.C. This is an actual event that was prophesied that actually happened. Are y'all hearing me so far? That's inside this prophecy. When would this start? There are four distinct time periods mentioned inside this prophecy. And I'm trying, Rog. I'm getting tired, but we'll keep going, buddy. 
The first period is seven weeks. So if a week is seven years, so seven weeks will be seven times what? Which is 49 years. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem and to Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks. Okay? Seven weeks. The rebuilding of the walls and the streets of Jerusalem. Okay? This literally took place during the time of 445 to 396 B.C., just as it was prophesied. Okay? It literally took place. Check out Nehemiah to check it out, chapters 2 through chapter 6, when you get a chance and review and read this and see what God did. But how about we ask Google? How long did it take to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem? According to Encyclopedia Britannica, Nehemiah encountered hostility from the local officials in neighboring districts, but in the space of 52 days, the Jews under his direction succeeded in rebuilding Jerusalem's walls. Now, here's what's interesting to me. Here's what's... Did you know, did you know it doesn't take God a whole lot of time to accomplish what he says is going to happen? He said these walls would be rebuilt, this would happen. It happened in a space of 52 days. And I just love that, that God's word is true. Say that with me. God's word is what? It's true. So that's a part of this 70 weeks, even though that's really not what we're talking about today, but it's important that we discuss it. We're getting somewhere, and it's not going to be much longer. I keep saying that, don't I? The second period, so the first period was seven times seven. That would be 49 years. The second period, if you read the Scripture, it was 62 times seven, which equals how many years? You might, what are you doing, Clark? I didn't know you are a math guy. I've always loved math. After three score in two weeks, how much is three score in two weeks? 62. Is that correct? Yes. So 62 shall Messiah be cut off. Read that first line. After three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. Read that next part right after that. But what? Did Jesus come to die on the cross for himself? When Jesus came, was he cut off? Yes or no? In this prophecy of 70 weeks, now guys, this is way above my pay grade. In this prophecy of 70 weeks that Daniel received, the first thing we see is the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. That happened. Just ask Encyclopedia Britannica. Did the second thing happen? Did Messiah come? Yes, he did. He was rejected. Say this first if you know it with me. He came unto his and his received him not. He came. He was rejected. Yes or no? Did the Jewish establishment play a big part in his crucifixion? He was rejected. But let's go back to these years. What do you mean, Clark? The British scholar, Sir Robert Anderson, and others have reduced the first two periods into their exact number of days. This passage, this prophecy that Jesus says, go read and understand. The total number of days in the first 69 weeks is uh, 483 years is 173,880 days. You might say, why are you telling me this? Well, I just hang on. Anderson points out that if one begins counting forward from March 14, 445, that Google will tell you, the day runs out on April 6, 32 A.D. I don't know this. All I'm saying is... That is wild. 
Is that about the timeline of Jesus coming? Yes or no? Is that about the timeline of Him going into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday? This is an amazing prophecy. Anderson concludes, now this is Anderson, not me, concludes that on this very day, Jesus Christ made his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. I'm never that way. I couldn't say that. I don't know. All I'm saying is Jesus told me to go read this prophecy. He didn't tell me out loud. It was in the Scriptures. You saw it, right? So I'm going and I'm reading and I'm trying to understand it. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? I thought this was a series on last days. Well, it is. But I also thought it was sort of cool that we can switch from now to next week with Palm Sunday because there it is. Isn't that pretty cool? I like it. Let's keep digging. Check out Daniel's prophecy so far. Jerusalem streets and walls would be rebuilt. Did that happen? Ask Google when you get home. It'll tell you that. The Messiah, whom I believe from the Word of God, Jesus Christ, will be cut off, but not for himself. Did that happen? Say the Scripture if you know it. He was wounded for our... He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. And by his what? Stripes were healed. And guys, I don't believe that. What a lot of people believe. That's your cold. That's your flu. I believe that's your sin. That's your sin. Christ took your sin on Him. And because He took it on Him, you are healed. You have everlasting life when you put your faith in Christ. Yeah, praise the Lord. That's a great thought. This is great. Now, we're almost done. I've said that three times so far. I thought you were talking about the tribulation period when you started. Well, I was. I was. That's also in this prophecy. We've only seen the first two. The seven weeks, 49 years, and then the three score and two weeks times seven years equals. Bring us up to the time of Christ, it seems like. What about that last part? Was there a last part? Let's check it out. Well, seven times 0.5 years equals 3.5 years. Roger, what are you talking about? Let's look. And he, I believe that's Antichrist. He shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. How, much, how many years is a week? Seven years. So this covenant, this... It, do you think the world would welcome somebody right now to solve the Ukraine crisis and so, de-escalate so there's not a World War III? You know, I think more so than any time in our lifetime. You might not think it's a big deal. Well, the news sure thinks it's a big deal, don't it? Nonstop can't get enough of it. It seems like a pretty big deal. I think the stage is set. Do I know for sure? Absolutely not. But if somebody could come and bring peace, how many think, is there peace between uh, Iran and Iraq and Israel, or is that still a mess? <laughs> it's still a mess. <laughs> so Daniel says in the prophecy from Gabriel, he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the middle, uh-uh, and in the middle of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. So actually, the first part of the tribulation period is the first three and a half years. Did y'all see that? And that's mentioned in that prophecy. Go ahead, buddy. The Antichrist will confirm a seven-year covenant with Israel. 
the temple will be rebuilt. Oh, i got another thing. How many remember in your whole lifetime Tel Aviv was where we had our embassy? Is that correct? Was there a president in your lifetime recently who made Jerusalem now the the center, the capital, where we now have our embassy? Yes or no? And what was that president's name? That happened in your lifetime. This is a crazy prophecy, isn't it? The Antichrist will confirm a seven-year covenant with Israel. Apparently, the Antichrist will be held by Israel as her Messiah. But wait a minute. Muslims will view the Antichrist as their long-awaited Mataria. And I'm not an expert, but if you read the book of Quran, I wouldn't recommend it. Read the Word of God. But the bottom line is, they're going to hail him as their leader. But here's the sad part. Many Christians will think he's the Christ. Do you think the church is so pathetic today that they'll believe anything? I think the time is ripe. Back to Jesus. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by who? Stand in the holy place. Who shall read? Let him, let him what? Guys, I think we understand a little better after, after being with me today. I mean, I hope I ain't totally screwed you up. Amen? We're not quite done. There was four periods. The last period is the last half of that week. And what's a half of a week? Three and a half years. Got it? He should confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the middle of the week, or three and a half years, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Just like Jesus mentioned in Matthew. So he's confirming what Daniel said this will be the last half of the tribulation period. We're almost done. That's four times I said it. The peace treaty will be broken by the who? The abomination of desolations will take place that Jesus spoke of. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate. Keep going, buddy. Push me. Thanks. 12, 11. And the abomination that makes desolate set up. So a couple of times Daniel mentions that in his prophecy. Jesus mentions it over in Matthew. Wow. That last part of the tribulation, what will happen on this earth, will be worse than any Holocaust story ever in our past. That's what the Word says in many passages. I didn't get into all of them. And you know what? I'll conclude the message today with these words. God knows the future. Did y'all hear me or not? Now, I'm tired, but I think we did all right today. Did you hear today? Did you understand a little bit about the prophecy of Daniel's 70-week prophecy? Yes or no? I think you should be encouraged. I think you should be encouraged. Was the, was the city walls rebuilt? Absolutely. Did Messiah come and was he cut off? Absolutely. Whether you like the dating or not, it was pretty close. Okay? What about those last two? Well, the seven-year tribulation period is broken up into two periods. The first three and a half years, peace, peace, peace and safety. When they say that, Jesus later goes on to say, when they say that, know that sudden destruction comes. And you read the book of Matthew 24, 25, and you'll see un it's a, even a mother would suck. Take your child and run. Does it say that? 
If you're on the rooftop coming out, if you're on the house in the field, sudden destruction is going to come. That's that last half of the tribulation period that God says in his word. I know it was crazy. But I think we did pretty good. Let's thank the Lord for his word. Heaven and earth will pass away. My word will not pass away. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Good. Great. Let's stand up. Amen. If you want to criticize me later for this, get ready for me to punch you in the mouth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just tired. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing with you guys. Hey, if nothing else, I hope you'll read your word. I hope you'll read the Bible. I don't know why you believe this part of the Bible. Hang in here with me if you can before you leave. Got communion right after this. I don't know why you believe the part about Gabriel coming to, to Mary and Joseph. If you don't believe the part about Gabriel coming to Daniel. Y'all hear me or not? I believe this book. Amen. My faith is in Jesus Christ. My faith in Him is a whole lot more solid than anything else I've ever put my faith in my whole life. And I encourage you to do that today. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for a good day at church. Lord, thank you for a time like this. You know who I am, Lord. You know where I grew up. You know my education. You know my abilities. And so, Lord, I pray today what you've given me to present today. I pray it will be understood. Holy Spirit, I pray that uh, you'll help this word find good ground in our heart. You say if we don't have faith in you, we can't please you. So I pray that your people will believe you. Starting with creation, going all the way through the prophets, into the New Testament, Jesus' birth, his death and resurrection, all the way through to the end of the book of Revelation, where you say, I come quickly. Cause it to be so in our heart. Help us to have faith in you. Help us to know that you know the future. In Jesus' name. Finally, with heads bowed, I never like to leave a service without giving you the chance to put your faith in Christ. I know this was an uh, unusual message today. But guys, I hope you saw that second part. Prophesied that Messiah would come and would be cut off. Jesus did come. He was cut off. But he rose again the third day. The Bible says he's seated at the right hand of God the Father right now where he ever lives to make intercession for you. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. Have you put your faith in Christ? Or is it in a church or a preacher? Or is it in yourself or in your accomplishments? Would you put your faith in Christ today? Would you humble yourself and hit the floor? fall at his feet and say thank you Lord if you're ready to do that you don't have to leave lost you can do that right now let's pray together would you pray with me no game playing would you mean it down in your gut God's not trying to pick on you today with this prophecy I think he's trying to get through to you that his word is true would you turn to him today let's pray together Lord Jesus I know I'm a sinner and Lord, you came not to die for your sins, but for my sins. I believe you were crucified for my sins. I believe your blood was shed for my sins. You were cut off for me. And I want to tell you thank you. And Jesus, I want you to know that I believe in you. 
I believe you rose again the third day. I don't understand it all. But I choose, Lord, to believe you and reject the crazy that I hear. I choose to believe you. Come into my life and save me. Help me live for you, I pray. In Jesus' name. With heads bowed, how many would raise their hands and say, Pastor Gary, I said that prayer with you today and I meant it.